Yo, Krubies, welcome back to another episode. I am Josh. I'm joined once again by Erica from the Horror Cafe Podcast and Gaming. Hello. Hello. Is it me you're Ex- looking for? <laughs> That's all I know of that song. How did I do? You did fabulous. Did it sound great? Yes, we should call Lionel Richie right mm-hmm. now. Mm-hmm. So at this point, should I stop introducing you as Erica from the Horror Cafe Podcast and Gaming? Because, I mean, you're a full-fledged HMC Studios member at this point. That's up to you? Because yeah. I'm two people. I'm multi That's true. You're multi-dimensional. Now. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. I don't know. Let's figure that out. But not, anyway, that's not even important right now. I don't know why I just thought... This isn't even... <laughs> you know what? All the patrons just got like 30 minutes because we decided to sit and ramble for 30 minutes about... Mm-hmm. I don't even remember. We talked about uh, Insidious. We talked about The Nun 2. We talked about me potentially going to the movies by myself for the first time, getting over that fear and anxiety of aloneness. <laughs> You've got this. We talked about how I don't like to be alone, even though I am and Really, I am an extroverted introvert as that's what my wife calls me um mm-hmm. yeah that took up like 30 talked minutes about wildlife that's true a snake Local. that blew up in your neighborhood and you ate it yep. that was weird um <laughs> yeah but anyway I the patrons i think you did you said you might have fried up a little bit you tried it <laughs> you, sure you kicked the tire is what you said you even said that i, I had to look it up so i didn't know what it meant when you said you yeah. kicked the tire um <laughs> There are 30 minutes of bonus content behind the scenes stuff that everybody else doesn't get to hear. So go become a patron right now. I, we've switched up all the tiers. There's new stuff in each, each of the tiers. There's some cool stuff coming, some live stuff. Um, yeah, so stop everything you're doing. Go join Patreon right now. I'm thinking about, Erica, let me know what you think of this. So they've got the option in Patreon now. Do you like how I just got like real comfortable? Like that was weird what I just did there, right? So everybody got more. This not watching on YouTube. I was all propped up, like working on my lower back posture. Because, you know, I've got like six things wrong with my back now, not just one. And I was like, you know, Erica. And I just like sat back. Sat back. It's like, like whenever we're at a restaurant. It's like we're in a restaurant, or like you go into like your boss's office to talk to him, and like at first the conversation is real tense, and then like they're like they like warm up to what you're trying to pitch to them, and then you like sit yeah. back like okay, I've got this in the bag. Yes, that doesn't yeah. happen to me often, but mm. <laughs> well, take the restaurant. We're one. all in sales. We got we've got to get you into that salesman mentality. You know that oh, these God. two laugh at me. They joke. They say I'm a high school salesman. So, oh man, I, I mean, mean, if I could just to. Pitch shit to my boss, and we're good. If you ever want to run through some uh, role play, like not role play, role play, but like you know, sales role play, I don't want that to be. <laughs> that'd be weird. Um, but yeah. let me know. I'll let you know. It's a funny story. So uh, I was I was young into my sales career, and I had a, a boss at the time, right? And I had not done um, a pitch for this certain product. Okay, and he was an older guy. And he like called me his office and he was like, I would like to role play with you. And the look <laughs> on my face must have just been like of utter nonsense because he yeah. immediately was like sales role play. You know, like I want to go over them. I want to hear your, just go out this, go out, go and come back. <laughs> oh my God. That must've been amazing. Uh, it was weird. Um, your face. But we both just started dying laughing, and okay. um, anyway, we we did that. But uh, that broke the ice, I'm sure. It was weird. It was a little odd. It was, you know. But you know, it made for a good story, for sure. 
So here we are. And then one time, here's another story for you guys before we jump into what I mean, it's, it's only about what we're talking about yet on this episode. But if you read the show notes or even the title of the episode that you clicked on, you'll know what we're talking about. Um, True. Fresh out of high school, working on the shop floor of a factory. And uh, the four, he was a foreman, I think is what they called him. But he came up and he was like, um, hey, we need people to stay over late to get this job out. Could you, yeah. could you do that? And I was like, sure, you know, that's no problem at all. So then, like, a week or two later, I needed to leave early to do something. So I was like, hey, I think his name is Rodney. I think his mm. name is Rodney. I was like, hey, um, not that that is even important, but I was like, hey, um, I have to leave early. Like, to, I think I had, like, a doctor's appointment or something. And he was like, well, you know, if I do you a favor, you got to do me a favor. And again, oh, my face must have been, like, a, a, again, of utter nonsense. <laughs> So I was like, yeah, sure, you know, whatever you need. So, like, the next day he comes, look at my hair, dude. The next day he comes up to me and he's like, hey, you know when I said that about the favor, I meant, like, you needed, you'd have to stay over or, like, if I needed you to, like, do something that somebody else didn't want to do that I would need to ask you to do it. It wasn't, like, a sexual favor. And I was like, yeah, I, I kind of got You're like, yeah, dude. I kind of got that. And he's like, I, I just wanted to make sure, like, I didn't want there to be any weirdness, you know. And I was like, okay, like... And funny Tell story, funny story. I went to uh, Little Caesars like four years ago to pick up pizzas for one of the girls' birthday parties, and he was in there getting a pizza, and he I don't think he even remembered me. No way. That is funny. So he clearly did not want to bang me that bad. No, he forgot. It's unfortunate. You think I'm he would have saw my lips and remembered? He'd be like, "Oh, here's the guy that I that <laughs> the I guy who owes me a favor." <laughs> yeah, he's like, "Hey, remember that favor?" <laughs> he wants to cash in now could you imagine later he'd be, he'd be oh like out leaning against my car I'm, I'm carrying out 12 pizzas and like 18 bags of breadsticks and he's like hey remember that favor let's do it now yeah i'm gonna need you to pucker up buddy <laughs> oh, <laughs> on a separate note i actually like little caesars mm-hmm Mm-hmm. I know it's like cheesy pizza. <laughs> ah, uh, so good. But I like it. I literally have one like two minutes from my house. And it's one of those. I want shitty yeah. pizza. Mm. Order it on the app. I go pick it up in that. I don't know if you guys have that. The little yes. machine. Oh, it's fantastic. They tell you when it's done and everything. Yes. It's fabulous. Love I, it. We also are big Little Caesars fans. The problem was we had to drive across right. town to get it. Um, so we usually only get if we're having a bunch of people over and we're buying for everyone. Excuse me. I just threw up in my mouth like you did during the Patreon episode. Um, so embarrassing. I, I also really like little Caesars, so I don't care what anybody says. It's not bad pizza. It's not. And the crazy bread. Crazy. See the girls and Abby love the crazy bread. So I could just go and get the pizza. They have to have the crazy bread and the cheese sauce, but I, I'm I'm not, dude. I get the three meat pizza. So it's got the pepperoni, sausage, and bacon, dude. It's so good. I mean, I I'm a plain cheese girl. Yeah. What what? Yeah. I just like cheese. The most I'll do is pepperoni because all of that stuff well, the pizza's already acidic. So that already hits me bad. Mm. But I don't care. I do it anyway. But once you start adding pepperoni especially uh, pepperoni yes Oof. the minute i chew it i'm like oh there it goes boom 
in yeah. my stomach. It's like an explosion of greatness in your belly. Initially, and then like 10 minutes later, I'm like, oh my God. See, for <laughs> me, do that? for me, it is, because again, I just told you, I get the, it's, it's got extra cheese, pepperoni, yeah. sausage, and bacon. So like 30 minutes after eating this pizza, yeah, you can literally see the grease coming out of my pores. I think we talked about this last episode. We both have very greasy faces, you and I. Yes. Yeah, so yes. my like pizza, it like it just I can feel it coming out of my skin and I have to go and like continuously wash my face. So like I'm with you. It's great at the time, but immediate regret later. I'm glad I'm not the only one this happens to. When I eat pizza, mm-hmm. McDonald's, it's yep. like I love it. But then half an hour later, I'm like, why did I do this? And there's grease, especially the forehead. It yep. feels like it's on the forehead. You can feel you can wipe it off. You can like I can see it and it's horrible. Mm-hmm. I also have to like wash my face. But if I have makeup on, I'm like, oh, my God, what do I do? Yeah. Yeah. It sucks for but, me when I have makeup on as well. But I, you know, it's the things you, I do to look pretty for the viewers. You have skills. I'm sure you figured it out. Eh, it's an ad. Like. It's a, you know, I think we should all just walk around. What they need to do is they need to make glasses for everybody to wear that have predetermined filters on them, like people online. My favorite is whenever I'm looking at somebody online's picture. Not like I go. That's not a very creepy. Like when I go and, and I look at people's pictures online. But <laughs> yeah. if I'm scrolling through online and you see a picture of somebody that used a filter, but they, you could tell they didn't want you to know they used a filter. Yeah. And it's like... Yeah. Mm, there's definitely a filter on that. Like, why Why do you need that? But I think it's funny, especially if it's somebody I know, because it's like, mm, you definitely use a filter. I know what you really look like, sir. I know what you mm. really look like without your filter. But I need a hair yeah. filter, dude. This is getting terrible. Why? It looks fine. It keeps falling down <laughs> on my greasy forehead. But yeah, so no, we should. I agree. I really enjoy Little Caesars Pizza, but um, there's people out there that talk shit about it. But there's people out there that talk shit about everything. So does it really this matter? This is true. It's true. If you like it, keep eating it. And I will keep eating it on my cheap pizza night. Plus, it's right there. So Mm, it's cheap. And I don't have to pay for delivery. Ah, there you go. Plus, they tell you when it's done. So you just go, you get it. You don't have to talk to anybody. It's great. Oh, that's the best part. However, would you agree? It's extremely frustrating when you have to ask them for the dipping sauce when they forget to put it in there with the breadsticks. 100%. Because it's like, the whole point of this was to not speak to you. Yes. Or like when you go to a checkout, a self checkout, mm. and somehow you still have to call the attendant over. I'm like, this defeated the purpose. Yes. And then it takes longer than if you just went to the regular aisle because you have to yeah. wait for the person who has three people in front of you because they all needed help as well. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Like today, I went to the grocery store after work. The self checkout line was significantly longer than mm. any of the manned cashiers mm-hmm. so i went to a manned cashier and got out quicker yeah that today. happens that happens because they're pros at what they do and i am not yeah. a professional cashier i'm slow at it and then i got the kids with me and they want to use the gun to shoot of the course. stuff and i'm just like yeah. it's like somebody doing it like aldi like they do it themselves and i'm like this bing 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 they got it down dude at aldi but not at oh all my- why we're here. We are here to finally, we've been talking about doing this for months. We're finally yes. going to rank all of the movies in the Conjuring universe. Now, correct me if I'm wrong, but there are eight movies. Oh my God. I was going to ask you the same question. So is yes. that, that's correct. That's the number I got. 
Okay. That's the number okay. we're going with. Cause I was like, is there more? Is there less? I full disclosure. <laughs> and this is actually a great point we've been making this point. Every ranking video we've done, we said, this is our current ranking of these movies now yes. today. Right. It could change in the future. They're, they're going to add movies to this universe, the conjuring universe. They're going to add movies there. We're going to, watch movies that during in different moods and they might hit harder than if we were watching it at another time. So we may like yeah. certain movies more. I had a side podcast many, many years ago and we actually ranked these movies. It was okay. right before the conjuring three came out. So it was that long ago. And okay. so yeah. I was driving today for, I had a, a trip I had to take and I was driving back home and I decided to throw that on and listen to it just because mostly I like to hear myself talk and I giggle at myself. And then I think, wow, <laughs> you really are hilarious, Josh. But also I wanted <laughs> to get what I had previously ranked these to see how it had changed. Cause I had an idea yep. of what these were going to be, but I wanted to see if they moved around and actually some of them moved around quite ah. a bit. Um, so it'll be interesting. It'll be interesting to see what yours are, and did mm. you have a hard time with this Conjuring Universe ranking? I did not. Had I didn't you... even question the list at, at all. all. Wow. No. <laughs> hmm. Had you yeah. seen all of these movies already, or did you have to watch any of them in preparation for this? The only one I had to watch was La Llorona. Okay. And... Prior to that, because you had to watch that for this because you hadn't seen it yet. Prior to that, yeah. when was the last time you watched a movie from this universe? So, yes, I was going to mention this anyway. Well, you can actually. So my top four, mm -hmm. I've watched a few times, some of them a lot. Mm -hmm. And my bottom four, I've only seen once. Oh, so, interesting. Yes, so that could definitely skew my point of view, but uh -huh. it's also what is making me put it in that list because they're in the bottom four because I didn't enjoy them. Well, I'll get to that, but that, I just wanted to preface it that mm. the bottom four I've only seen once and the top four I've seen more than one or two times. Interesting, because... Mm -hmm. You? Yeah, that's actually no, 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 no. It's not spot on whatsoever. Actually, um, <laughs> no, no, yes. I'll tell you when we go through them. If you remind me, because I will forget. The mm. big forehead, little brain. Um, <laughs> it keeps getting bigger as my hair falls out. Like that Instagram person, I forget who you are right now. Made fun of my hair. Um, that's okay. And I forgot what I was talking about, so I'm just saying random to remind words. You about something. Remind me to say how many times I've seen them okay. um, when I say them. Because if you okay. don't remind me, remember, ah, big forehead, little brain, I will forget. Got it. Hey, we're twinning there. I have a big forehead. Right and that's there. why our foreheads are so greasy. They catch a lot of wind. What do you think? They do. You think they'd be they less do. greasy? That would dry them out. That's true. But yeah. because we have, this is my argument with greasy skin, mm -hmm. we will look young forever maybe i don't know if i go bald my wife's gonna leave me so i'll probably just shoot myself Oof. okay then <laughs> <I'm joking>. i know <laughs> that took a dark turn <laughs> immediately 
Just like these movies. Your face, dude. You were like, oh my God. I'm like, oh God, I'm sorry. No, I was joking, <laughs> I mean, but no. I know. If I, I would be we, an ugly, bald person, though. I, just, I want you to know. I did shave and buzzed my head a few uh, years ago because Abby did such a bad job on my haircut during COVID. I had to buzz. Mm. I think we've talked about this, but it was not. I'm not an attractive. Not that I'm an attractive, normal hair person, but like, like I was a really ugly boy, like an alien dude. Like I look like a, a different species. Like, like, uh, like from an L. Ron Hubbard book, dude. Like Scientology. Like they dropped me. Spaceships came and dropped me. And, oh, Earth, God. and they're like, look at this guy. <laughs> look at him, dude. What do you think of my shirt today? Have you seen this shirt yet? I have not. What does it say? Ashley McBride. Oh, nice. Is this from the concert? Yep. Yeah, she Sweet. opened for Eric Church. I had to get one of her shirts. We love her. The picture you sent of her, she looked really cool. She had all the tattoos. She and does, dude. She looks like a, a badass up there. She is. She's very good. She's real. She's still like shy too. So it was kind of cute to watch her get up there and play because she doesn't normally play in front of that many people. Even though she's a veteran and been doing this for a while, like Eric Church shows are really big, right? Yeah. So she, you could tell she was a little nervous. But somebody else, I'm going to give a shout out to Morgan Wade. Do I've been listening to her? She's 28. Also covering tattoos, but she is awesome. <laughs> uh, up and coming country singer. If you guys are into that, she's got a real raspy voice, but she's very good. Very nice. I always love seeing women covered in tattoos and just like being a badass mm. on stage or just anywhere. It's like yes, she's awesome. She does. She does a great job. Both of them, Ashley McBride and Morgan Wade. So there you go. There's my contribution to country music this episode. However, again, not what we're here to talk about. <laughs> Eventually, we'll get to the list. Eventually. My my microphone stand needs some like uh, WD-40 or something. It's real uh, squeaky today. But would you like to go first since this was your uh, your choice of pick? Oh, sure. Okay. You might know what my number eight is. Maybe. I don't know. Actually, would you like to guess? Um, For fun. Now I feel like I should know what it is, and it's going to make me feel like if I get it wrong, then no, I'm a I'm bad... I'm a bad listener. Um, your number eight is Annabelle comes home. No, <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> We're still friends. Don't worry. Sorry, I don't know. Uh, when okay. you when you say it, I'm gonna be like, oh, I should have known that. <laughs> the nun. I didn't think you hated that. You hate that movie. Yeah. Ah. Sorry. I know. I know. I know because you like it. But so the argument I had, this is the one I've only seen it once. I went and watched it in theater. Oh, my God. I was so excited to watch this movie. Mm. I mean, so excited because when she was introduced in part two, I thought she was the scariest thing at the time. And she terrified me anytime mm -hmm. I watched part two. So when the movie was coming out, I'm like, great, there's a whole movie about her. I didn't enjoy the movie. And then it turned into what happened with Sinister with with um, Bagul, where in part one, you don't have you watched Sinister? I have. OK, they don't show him that much. And when they do, it's very fast. You just don't really get to really hang on mm -hmm. to his image for very long. But then in part two, they show him too much where I'm like, all right, you're not that scary anymore. That's kind of what happened here. I felt like, I don't know, I was just, I felt very disappointed in this production of the movie, but I haven't seen it again, but because I didn't like it. So I just don't want to sit through it mm. again if I could just watch something else. Right. 
but I am excited to watch part two. So go figure. It would be interesting to see if you watched it again with a clear uh, mind. Yeah. What you thought of it. Because I feel like what happened with me with Scream 5, although it was completely different why it happened to me, if, like, but you were like very excited for it and then it didn't deliver for you because it wasn't mm-hmm. what you thought it was going to be. Yeah. Because that movie, while it's called The Nun, really centers around um, Thaisa Farmiga. Yeah, which is... Thaisa? Is that her name or Tessa? Tessa? I don't know, but it's... Oh my God, what's her name? Vera. Vera Farmiga's sister. Well, let's just... Vera? Look. Vera, Vera is... This, is Yeah, Vera yes. is in The Conjuring. Tessa? Yeah, because that confused me now. <laughs> I think it's something with a T. She was in a American Horror Story. Yeah, right? it's yeah. yes. Uh, my cursor today, fellas and gals, is being a real pain in the ass. So I apologize in advance. Uh, Firefox really Firefox. wants me to make them my default browser, which I'm not going to do today. They're insisting. Hmm. I don't know. I if it pops up for free, I'll watch it. Like this isn't some. I actually wanted to try and watch some of these before, but you had to rent them, and I didn't want to rent something i didn't enjoy a hundred percent so so these are not streaming anywhere uh to be honest i didn't look for the nun recently but like i tried to look for annabelle comes home and i had you had to rent it Mm. even though i thought it was on max i but you know how these movies are for a few months they're on a certain service and then when you go oh now they're somewhere else but you have to rent it or yes have that service very confusing because they were i thought they were all on max i'm not sure i think some of them were some of them weren't um right i I own them all though so i i've never had to look for them okay so here you go how how would you pronounce this name okay oh jesus tasia well you were you're definitely off i i think it's taisa 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 sure that works Taisa. We're going to go I'm with it. Taisa with for names. Me. Yes, but again, I agree with you. I think that the movie, uh, it did not, it was not what it, you got kind of got a bait and switch, right? It wasn't what we were anticipating would be. Mm-hmm. But again, well, I'll, I'll get to my defense of it when I get to that movie. Very good. Then what's your number eight? My number eight, and this did not change from my previous ranking video, is Annabelle. Ooh, I don't like this movie. Um, I think okay. it's boring. I think that there was, and I should preface this, and I should have done this first, but I'm not good at podcasting. I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> unlike Scream, this franchise does have movies I do not like. Uh, true, right, right. I still think, yet it, I think we're going to match on our number one. I don't know how I'm we gonna... wouldn't. If we didn't, I don't know that we can be friends anymore. Ooh, that that's a tough call. So I hope it is. I hope it matches. Well, the beauty of this will. is that this is not a live episode. This is not an HMC Studios presents live, so I can go back and edit it out. That's true. I'm not going <laughs> to do can, it, like, but I could. You could. You yes. could. But I think so. So yes, this is different from our usual scream and even no Evil Dead. We had stuff that we didn't like. So yeah, this yes. list does not. We don't like everything on this list. These clearly. are not all near perfect movies, but correct. Eight for me is Annabelle. I just it's I think they had such an opportunity with this movie and it just fell flat. It, the opening is really good. 
And then it's like you get this really great opening, which I think I don't know if we if I've done an episode on this movie or not. Um, it'd be interesting to do an episode on it, but I feel like the beginning is a, such a build up. It's so good that it just dies. Like it's so good. It's this. It's like if I don't know even how to explain it, but it's just like it's so good. And then it's just like it's like, and then nothing. It's like and then you just wait and you okay. wait and you wait and you wait and like the girl is kind of annoying and her husband's annoying and it's just like, can we get to some action here? And then it does deliver toward the end of the movie, but by that point, I'm just so done and bored with this movie that it was like, man, did they miss an opportunity to really make this. <clears throat> a great movie and it's just not for me. So I, it's one I do not ever revisit. It's one I've seen probably three or four times. I've okay. continued to try to give it a chance, but um, yeah, I just feel like it dropped the ball. It shit the bed. To be honest with you, it had like all this momentum behind it. Everybody yeah. was excited for it. And then it just did not deliver, unfortunately. And again, for me, it was because the opening is so good. You get that like coal, um, the didn't they thing? try to yeah. tie it into the Manson family somehow? I think so, and it's because it, I think it was also taking place around that time yes. period. So they might have. I've seen that one a lot, but I don't remember that exact detail. But okay. they might have. So sure. and she's pregnant, I believe. Correct. The girl, uh, the main character. Yes. Yeah. So it's like. The beginning is so good, and it's so it has like a very and again, I, and people get upset with me for doing this all the time. It has a very scream vibe to it, right? Like it's it's fast paced, and then again, after the beginning of it, it's just like the girl in her apartment. The TV mm-hmm. like comes on and off by itself. And the other thing that really annoyed me was that the the husband didn't believe her whatsoever, and he just acted like she was crazy. And it's like, okay, even if I did think my wife was crazy in this position, like something very traumatic just happened to her. Yeah. In that house. She's pregnant with our child. Like, like, come on, dude. But anyway, uh, I don't want to sit and shit on this movie for a long period of time. So for me, number eight is Annabelle. Uh, maybe you'll have some counterpoints to it when you get to it, and then we can have a better discussion on it. But for me, number eight, Annabelle, not one of my favorites. Yeah, you're better than me, though. You watched it three to four times. Like, I, I think just so. watched some of these once. Yeah. So, well, there's some on here that me. I have watched one time. Um, okay. Annabelle's not one of them. I think I've seen it three to four times. I watched it originally when it came out. I watched it um, for the other podcast I had. And then I think I watched it again just because it was like on a streaming service and I was working and I threw it on and I just still okay. was, I know why I watched it, but I don't want to get to that yet because that will come later. Oh, okay. Then yes. we'll move on to number seven. Sure. And my number seven is The Conjuring Part 3. What? (laughs) I had a feeling that was going to get you. What is it called? The Devil Made Me Do It? The Devil Made Me Do It. Wow. That's shocking. Yeah. So this this has the same story as The Nun for me. This is... You're starting to go back to the movies. This is the first movie I went to watch. Well, it was still COVID, but it's when they kind of opened the movies again. I went to watch it. It was Mm -hmm. so exciting. I was excited again. Yep. I thought it opened strong. The whole exorcist scene at, at the house. This movie was too long. 
It was extremely or it felt extremely long. And I don't know, this one just had me bored hmm. a lot of the time. And the commercials kept saying that it's like the most disturbing case of the Warrens and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, eh. <laughs> I don't know. I just didn't feel moved by this movie yeah. at all. And uh, a lot of it was the Warrens love story going on, which I, if I'm if I'm correct, it's in this one. And while I don't mind a good love story, I don't care in this context. Mm. I'm just like, all right, I don't mind it here and there because they're very lovey with each other throughout the whole series. Yes. But eh, it felt like it was a lot. I just I didn't like the characters in this. Like I didn't connect it. And that's why I like I never watched it again because of the length. Hmm. I did want to watch it again at home thinking, okay, maybe let me just sit and watch it. But it was so long that I just didn't want to sit through this again and then be and then what if the same result ended and then I'd be more mad? Like I just wasted <laughs> all this time. <laughs> uh, understandable. <laughs> watch something else. But yeah, I know. And I think most people liked it. But I was just like, eh. But either way, I think they're making a fourth one. From they're teasing a fourth one. I don't know if it's been confirmed or not. Yeah. Um, I think it will depend on how Insidious does. Look at me, I'm frozen. Mm. You think so? Yeah, hmm. I think it'll depend on how Insidious does. Hmm. Okay. Well, because it's all. Well, is Insidious still under James Wan, 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 whatever? Yes. Is it Wan? Uh, James it's Wan, Wan, yep. It's, okay. uh, it is under, it's one of his movies. He's not doing it. Um, yeah. I know it's Patrick Wilson, but yeah. if he's still producing it. But um, if they do make another one, it's the third one not hitting home for me is not enough to deter me from watching a fourth movie or anything else in this universe because I love hauntings. Like this is my thing. I mean, I wore a ghost shirt, so <laughs> I'm. I'll always be into it. But this one just eh, fell flat for me. That's fair. That's okay. Uh, so just to to answer your question, uh, the audience gave it an 83 percent on Rotten Tomatoes. The critics mm -hmm. gave it a 55. So the audience did enjoy it. Yeah, I know. That's why I was like, that's when I like to look after I finish a movie, and I'm like, oh, let me see what it got. In yeah. ratings, especially audience, because that's the one I usually like to look at more. And I was like, well, I guess I just missed it. It just didn't do it for me. That's okay. It happens to the best of us. It does. But mm. I'm sure. And then you can do your argument when it gets for you. I will. I will. Because I, uh, I enjoy that movie. I know. <laughs> My number seven is yes. Annabelle Comes Home. Okay. I don't hate this movie. I actually mm -hmm. liked it. Um, so I, I the re remainder of these movies are movies that I do enjoy. Annabelle is really the only one that I don't care for. And it's just because, again, I think they shit the bed with it. But yeah. I like that uh, the Warrens come back and are in the beginning of this. And then it kind of gets handed mm -hmm. off to their daughter. It's in modern times. I also like that you get to see all of the um, monsters and all of their hauntings and everything inside of the room. And a lot of that stuff comes to life. However... Yeah. I think they did too much with this. I would have preferred they focused on one or two of them um, mm -hmm. and went that route rather than unleashing all of them. So I don't think any one of them got enough screen time. But I, 
again, this isn't um, a great movie by any means. It's more of just like a throw it on and have fun with it type of movie. Yeah. So it's again, I don't think it's record breaking or anything like that. I just I enjoy it more than Annabelle, so it's number seven. But I didn't enjoy <laughs> it as much as some of the other ones, and some of the other ones I think have more production value to them than I'm gonna uh, talk about because there's one on yeah. here that I don't like as much as I like Annabelle Comes Home, but I do think it's a better movie. So okay, that's why I have Fair. it rated higher. But I think Annabelle Comes Home is is that's all it was meant to be. It was supposed to be like a fun kind of hey, let's see into the Warren's past and see what all these uh, artifacts in this room are about. And it's what it really focused on. So I thought that was cool. Um, but that's all that it is. It's just to throw it on and watch it. It's not one that I was like, Oh man, we need a sequel to Annabelle comes home to see what the Warren's daughter is up to, um, yeah. et cetera. But I did think it was cool. That Patrick Wilson and Vera, Vera Farmiga, geez, came back in the beginning and then at the end of it. Um, so it was just a cool side story for the Warrens family. And uh, yeah, for me, Annabelle Comes Home is number seven. Just because. Uh, that that one's my number six for the exact same reasons. I liked them diving into what else is in that room. I mean, we talked about it, that if there's the talks about making it a show, that it would be cool to use that room as a mini series, like you go behind the history of certain things in that room. Um, it had good scares from what I remember. I saw this in the theater. This was definitely fun at the theater. All these movies are fun at the mm-hmm. theater because it's loud. Right. And it's, you know, it's, it's made for that. Um, but you know, it's a decent movie. It's not bad at all. Like everything from here on, I like, mm. um, this one, I only saw the one time. And it wasn't like a hundred percent memorable, but it wasn't like the nun or the other one. Right. <laughs> I was like, oh God. <laughs> I left satisfied. I had a good time with it. Oh, sorry. And um I-, I agree with everything you said pretty much about that one. This one has a very like uh series feel to it. Like this could have been like a Netflix series or like I feel yeah. like it was one because they had you had the two girls, the babysitter and then the babysitter's friend that is watching the Warren's daughter. Yeah. Um, and I feel like this could have been, it had a very Netflixy feel to it, to where it could have been a series on Netflix if they wanted to drag it out. So maybe they missed yeah. the boat on it there because that probably could have been a moneymaker. Yeah, for yeah. sure. Because I think it was entertaining, but it wasn't, um, it wasn't like you had to sit and, and dive into it and try to figure out what was going on. Like they were very upfront with what's going on. Like you, you open this yeah. door and all this shit is out now and you've tried to get it back in, right? Pretty much. Yeah. So, but that's why I'm saying like they missed the boat, unless that's if they're going to do it later, like missing the boat on the room Mm -hmm. to make it even bigger, but maybe it's in the works. Who knows? It depends on the the continued success of all of this, but Yeah. yeah, it's a decent movie. Like it's a good time. It's a fun one. That is that it is. So, uh, is it my turn? Number six. Mm hmm. My number six is The Nun. Okay. So it wasn't that far much further down than you had it. You yeah. had it last. If, if you could have put it like 20th place, you probably would have, but that's okay. Probably. I did not. So I also should prep or go back real quick. Um, Annabelle Comes Home, I watched at home. I did not watch it when it came out in theaters. I've seen it one time. Okay. That was one I watched one time. The Nun, I've seen twice. I watched that at home as well. Did not see it in theaters. 
I really liked it. I like the storyline behind it. I like the time that it's set in. I'm a, a sucker mm. for going back and doing movies in like the old like Game of Thrones. I love the time period Game of Thrones is set. I really like the time period the Nun is set in. I like Taisa Farmiga. It was neat to see um, Vera Farmiga's sister play in the same universe as her. And the entire time I'm waiting for this to somehow like wrap around because if you remember, uh, I believe Valak. Vatic, mm-hmm. Valak, Valak, yeah, is that's the name of the nun, and she nun. was had something. Her and like Vera Farmiga were somehow like in the Conjuring two, weren't they like connected or something, or they were like going back and forth? Yeah, it was. I don't remember. I'd have to remember now, but basically, the nun was at the house, and like, oh, because I think it was a demon that uh-huh. they had exercised. Yes. previously in a different case and now it came back if i remember correctly uh-huh. and then that's how she shows up as the nun and is like haunting her at the house and then follows them all the way to england and- that's right see i was waiting yeah. on somehow this was all going to come around full circle and tysa farmiga was going to be like a relative of Elaine mm. Warren or somehow they were going to be, which they never did that, which I mean, it's not a bad thing. I just thought that would have been cool if they did that, but they didn't. That um, would have been cool. But it was just cool to go to that sanctuary, whatever you want to call it, that they were at and see how that place operated and how like afraid of this entity these people were. Um, and I just found it entertaining. I know. And again, I think that I didn't get the bait and switch like you did. I think if I had went to the movie theater initially, right after this movie had come out, and got this movie, I probably would have been equally as disappointed. But yeah. luckily for me, I didn't do that. I had watched this much further after uh, that had came out. And full disclosure, I don't like The Conjuring 2. So I think people that <laughs> really enjoy The Conjuring 2 and enjoyed yeah. uh, Valak being in that and then went to see this were probably disappointed. Whereas I don't like The Conjuring 2. Um, yeah. I haven't said where I have that yet. And that's the one that I'm going to talk about that I don't like, but I do think is a great movie. Um, mm-hmm. I think I would have been disappointed as well. If I had went from the conjuring to, to see the nun having really enjoyed the conjuring and wanted to see that storyline built. But for me, I don't enjoy, I keep, I'm fucking repeating myself. I don't enjoy the conjuring too. So I didn't <laughs> care that they broke away from that storyline and just gave you a very centralized storyline around this convent and around these people. Um, and around that character of Taisa Farmiga, because really she's the main character in this, whereas I think yeah. a lot of people wanted to go and see cannon fodder for the nun and to see her destroying people and not have like the nun be the main character, whereas in this, they kind of flipped it, and you really follow this one character, which, again, I really enjoyed. So for me, yeah. number six is the nun. Yeah, I had a feeling it was going to be around there for you. Middle the of the middle. road. The middle. Well, my number five is La Llorona. Ooh. I really enjoyed it. I had a good time with this movie. I jumped <laughs> a few times, which, I mean, that's already a win for the most part. Yeah. Um, But I like folklore when it's, and that's why I like hauntings because there's always some, either it's a folklore or some a curse or a tragedy there's always a reason for it and when it involves some kind of cultural folklore i enjoy it um so this was very enjoyable to me and i thought she was scary looking like anything with a veil is fucking scary like yeah. 
the lady from Insidious is scary. The lady from The Woman in Black is scary because they all have this veil and this one's all in white. So you think that it's going to be less intimidating, yes. maybe instead of all black. But it was just as scary when you like see her. It's one of those images that hasn't left my mind since I watched it. I don't know. I think it was Tuesday. Mm-hmm. Um and I just liked it. I liked the story. The ending was the ending was the typical. It kind of eh. I, I kind of got a little bored at the end, but it wasn't enough to skew because I thought it was really good up until maybe the last few minutes. But I liked it. I really enjoyed it. I know it has shit reviews, and <laughs> I think the only connection is the priest in this one. Yes, that's basically it. The Father Perez, I think, is his name, which we see in Annabelle. Yes, it is. Um, is it Annabelle or An- yes? I think it is Annabelle. Yes, because the they uh, they go to his church <clears throat> in Annabelle, but I mean, it's it's just a very loose connection, but that's fine. It it's still it's the same composer too that makes the music for all these movies is the same composer. So you got that kind of connection. Like I look at that kind of stuff that it feels inclusive, but I really liked it. Love the whole folklore behind it. The reason why she's around. It's a good time. Interesting. So Mm -hmm. number five, La Llorona. Mm -hmm. My number five, The Conjuring 2. So how do I present this i don't like this movie um this movie has a huge fan base there's a lot of people that enjoy the conjuring 2 more than the conjuring which i think is absolutely asinine um so for me i have this rated at five not because i enjoy watching it more than these other ones i would likely watch the nun before i'd watch the conjuring 2 i would probably watch annabelle comes home before i'd watch conjuring 2 and i would watch the Conjuring before i'd watch annabelle so realistically if i were doing this based on watchability this would probably be seventh but because it introduced valak Mm -hmm. because it continued to build on the warren storyline um i don't want to discredit it just because i don't enjoy watching it the thing that bothers me to no end is the fact that the warrens give up on that family they do they do i don't remember that they they have video footage of the girl and it looks like she's in the kitchen talking to herself Mm. and pretending that all this is going on and they leave, they leave on the train and that's when Lorraine finds something in a briefcase or their suitcase or something that makes her realize the girl was telling the truth, but Mm. it's so out of character and it's so not what I want. (laughs) It bothers me. To no okay. end that that happens. And I just cannot. It makes me so angry that they give up on this little girl and they give up on this family. I do not think that is the characters that we have been led to believe exist in the Warrens. Okay. Even though in reality, the Warrens were very shitty people. I don't know if you've ever read about them or not, or but mm. they are not who they are in these movies. Um, mm. Yes, they're. it's pretty crazy, honestly, to, to go and read some of the stuff. But... Um, yeah, it just bothers me. I think that uh, the acting by the little girl in that movie, and I forget her name, it's escaping me at the moment. Um, Lulu, is it Lulu Wilson? Is that her name? 
Mm-mm. Now I have to know. I think it is Lulu Wilson, but <laughs> she's great when she's doing like the adult voice and the girl voice and all of this. Like, I think it's, it's the acting is great. Yeah. Um, I just, the mom in this movie bothers me too. There's just a bunch of different aspects of this movie that bother me and I can't get over. So it's one I don't like to go back and watch. Yeah. But I have it rated higher on the list because I do think that it contributes a lot to the Conjuring universe. And I understand it's got a, a, a big following. Um, but it's just for me, the, the rewatchability kills it for me. So I have it rated pretty... I mean, it's middle of the road, I guess. But other people... Like I said, I know a lot of people that enjoy this movie more than The Conjuring, which I think is absolutely crazy. But uh, for me, The Conjuring 2 is number five. Um, it's my number four. Mm. I don't have it rated that high. I mean, it's top four, but I, I've seen this one a few times. How many times have you seen this one? Um, I think I've seen this one three times. Okay. I think I've seen it around the same amount. I, I like it. It's, but I don't think it's the best one either. Like how I've learned over time in the horror community that people really, really love this one. Mm -hmm. I don't. I, I enjoy it. There are moments, like I said, I don't know, that was part three, but this one, when they introduce Val, like the nun, like spe- specifically in the, in the Warren's house where Vera Farmiga's in the room trapped with it and the way it goes into the painting, like I think yeah. that's great. It's still spooky. Um, but overall, it didn't, it wasn't as effective as the first one. So it was a letdown to me from the first one, except for the nun stuff right. that was going on. Right. Um, I do agree. I think it's a well-made movie for sure. I think this one's kind of long too, which was another thing. I was like, yeah, it's a little like, I remember getting a little bit bored and fatigued in this one. Yes. It drags. There's the... certain points at that apartment yeah. with the famous, part that it just drags. And if I remember correctly, yeah. A large portion of it, the Warrens aren't even in. It's just that family. And I think that was really hard going from the family in the first one, Mm -hmm. which are spot on, top notch, every one of them. And then you include the Warrens in that. I just don't think the family in The Conjuring 2 could could keep my interest like the family in the first one did. Exactly. That that's what it is. It's like it's not the same. It's like they try to recreate part one. But obviously, it's a different story, and you added the the nun, but it just didn't live up to it. But hey, I guess other people think so, and that's okay. I'm glad you do. It's still not that low on the list because there are moments. There are moments that uh, make me jump in this one and that scare me, but it's still nothing compared to the first one. I'm it's tr- still a well made movie. I'm trying. I think. Is it Madison Wolf that plays the little girl? I think it is, but yeah, that's that was the primary problem. Is one I the Warrens the way that they portrayed the Warrens and this drove me crazy. Mm. And I just I felt like in comparing that to the first one, it's just it's it was com- yeah. I just didn't enjoy it as much. For me and honest, I don't know. I just don't. But you hit it. You hit it with the family. I think we're so in love with the family of the first one mm-hmm. that it's hard to go to this family and be like, oh, and if if you're like us in this situation, we're comparing and we're like, oh, well, that doesn't compare to right. part one. So, 
Well, that and the Nails fact that I remember correctly, this is a very heavy, like I said, the Warrens aren't in it. There is a long stretch of the Warrens aren't in it, but it's a very heavy Patrick Wilson movie, which I am prone to Vera Farmiga. <laughs> um, yeah. I don't like Patrick Wilson, if I'm being honest. I just don't care for him for whatever he's yeah. never done anything to make me not like like him i just it's one of those actors yeah. and um yeah for, so i believe this was a very heavy patrick wilson movie so that was the other reason that it was kind of like okay and then the fact again the, the th- thing that really bothers me is that it's just so out of character for them to give up on the family and be like okay she's she was faking i think they yeah, even tell her we can't help you because you're lying and it's just like okay this isn't this isn't right but um yeah, anyway, True. so my number four, mm-hmm. Annabelle Creation. Okay. I really like this movie. They get me with the um, the girls. The girl. The girl, like all of it, like the girls, Um, what is it? They're the like orphanage. A, yes, the orphanage. I love that mm-hmm. story. And then that shocking intro, like the shocking beginning where the little girl gets hit by the car. Yep. It's like, whoa. Like I remember... Yeah. Watching this first time and being like, uh, it's it's okay. And then Abby and I took it with us on our cabin trip that we do, and we watched it again. And I was like, this movie is really good. Um, the yeah. acting from those girls is great. And then the one mm-hmm. that that is the handicap one, like she like yeah. steals the show. She is fantastic, fun to watch, entertaining, commands your attention the entire time. And then you filter in the fact that you can't really tell if that dad that's allowing these girls to live there is good or bad or like did he let them come there because he's trying to get like his daughter back. Like the whole time I'm trying to figure out what's going on. There's also that mystery of the mom and she wears the face thing. You're trying to figure that out. So I like a mystery movie. So like for me, Mm -hmm. I was trying to figure out what was going on the whole time. And then you just add in the jump scares that you get. And then what's what that whole barn scene is, is fantastic. And then this is what I was talking about (laughs) earlier with, um, why I went back and watched Annabelle again, because at the end of this movie, it all ties into the original Annabelle with the girl being a part of that cult. I think she is the, she is the girl from, um, the beginning. Correct. Yes. Of Annabelle. So I like Correct. how they tied that whole thing back together. Um, I thought that was very creative. So I really enjoy this movie. It's one that I will rewatch. I think I've seen this one two or three times. Um, okay. It's definitely my favorite Annabelle movie. And I think that they just did a fantastic job with that movie. Well, I'll get to that. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, I agree. <laughs> uh, my number three is Annabelle. <laughs> I love this movie a lot. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, I So I agree with you that it starts off really strong. And I can see why in the middle it's boring for a lot of people because it's very slow. There's not a lot going on. And then the end kind of ramps it back up. And I can see if, if it lost you, it lost you for the end. But... I don't know, like this was a fun haunting movie to me. And it reminds me a lot of um, a movie from the 60s called Rosemary's Baby. I don't know if you've ever seen it. I have not seen it. So there's a lot of scenes that I don't know if it was on purpose or or they were like homages to that movie. And it just like it's the perfect era that set that 60s, 70s horror movies from back then. They kind of did the same thing in this one. And I mean, I don't know. I just 
I saw this movie and instantly like loved it. And I when I went to look at the scores, I was like, oh, I guess no one liked this. But I sure did. <laughs> and I don't care. <laughs> it just it scared me. It gave me a, it gives me a bunch of jump scares. I like the story. Um, and I think at the end of this one, it shows the doll being purchased at a like an antique shop or a toy store. And that's how the nurses get it at the beginning of the conjuring. Because the mom comes into a store saying, oh, yeah, I'm here to buy something for yes. my daughter. She just graduated nursing school, whatever. So they also did that tie. And I'm pretty sure it's in this one because I don't know. These endings kind of get confusing. But right. how they tie that in, I thought was cool. The cult element was definitely really cool. And this, my thing with this doll, though, I got to say, like, I don't know who thinks this doll is cool. Like, if <laughs> a man ever bought me this doll, I'd be like... Why did you buy me this? Yeah, like, right. It's hideous. This? It's hideous. This is hideous. I mean, I feel bad because the guy in creation made this by hand. But listen, it's not for me. Um, and I liked the husband and wife. And I liked the classic like, oh, something moves in the background. The very slow burn of like the slow haunt yeah. to eventually explode at the apartment at the end. I, I really enjoy this one it's like one of those haunting movies that i'm like well i'm in the mood for that done because it's kind of actually these conjuring movies are kind of half and half they're they're kind of haunting and demon combined mm, yes because most of the time there's a demon or possession right. involved so it's like a combo so it's a win-win for me so <laughs> number three annabelle <laughs> i think you hit the nail on the head with why i don't like this movie is slow burn slow yeah, I can see why. I I can see it. It's it's okay. Yeah, it's okay. We're all different. There's nothing wrong. Exactly. With exactly. For me, I love it. I love that slow build and just watching. Anytime I watch movies like this, if the actor is right here at the front, right, I'm always looking in the back because that's that's what I'm hoping for. That right. something moves, something very slight, a shadow, and that happens in this one here and there, which I'm always like, Ooh, yes. I saw something by the record player move and it's right. like, Ooh, I caught it this time. This one I have watched a lot. I think four or five times I've seen this one. Mm. I like it <laughs> a lot. So, okay. Anyway, rant over <laughs> your number three, my number three, the curse of La Llorona. Mm. I love this movie. I am a huge fan of the Japanese horror movies that we were engulfed with or that we were just inundated with in um, like the early 2000s, The Ring, The Grudge, yeah. uh, Dark Water was another one. Uh, I forget all of them, but there was Shudder, I think was one with Joshua oh, Jackson. Like, oh. we, we just got so many of these movies and I loved them. And honestly, it was like at a point in time where it was fun for me and my friends to get together and watch these scary movies that we maybe shouldn't have been watching. You know, we were we didn't see them in theaters. We'd wait for them to come out and get them a blockbuster yeah. Hollywood video. But like The Ring, I have Samar tattooed on my arm. I love The Ring. It's one of my favorite movies. Yeah. This movie to me feels like it's from that era. It's like a modern day telling of one of those Japanese horror movies. You have all the same elements. It's, you know, this tragic event caused this haunting to happen and now it continues to recreate itself and wreak havoc on other people as as it, you know, as time goes on. And 
Yeah. I feel like if this movie could have came out back then and it would have like fit right in with all of that because it's it's all from the same vein in my opinion. So it really hits for me in one of those spots of horror that I really enjoy outside of the slasher genre, which everybody knows I'm obsessed with. Um, <laughs> so for me, it kind of hit outside of that. But then I think I told you this. I love Linda Cardellini, so I was mm-hmm. already um, in. <laughs> in bias, like was going to like it. She just, for whatever reason... She plays characters that you just can't help but root for. Yeah. Yeah. I and, like her. So and you, I didn't even know she was in it until I watched the movie. And I'm like, oh, yeah, it's Linda. Yeah. Like, okay. I, I love her character in this movie. I, I like her. I like her in just about everything she's in. But um, yeah. And then at the end of it, I love the standoff at the end of it. And I like all the folklore, like you said. And I like how they bring in the priest who's been like kicked out of the Catholic Church. He's kind of like this renegade. And it's really cool to see that aspect of it. Because everything you see in the Conjuring universe are, oh, we have to. Because they say that. I, I think that's what the priest tells her is I can get the Warrens to help you. He doesn't call them the Warrens. But he says, I know people that can help you. But yeah. it has to be approved by the church. And right. I, I think he right. tells her, you don't have time for this to be approved by the church. You need to talk to this guy who is very familiar with Unorthodox. this. Unorthodox. Yeah. Yes, he's been kicked out of the church or been asked to leave the, the, the convent or whatever you call it. I'm clearly not, I don't, I'm not Catholic. I don't know. But <laughs> I like how they bring in like this, this other guy and you can see the other part of it, right? Because everything we've seen up to this point is, okay, it's got to be... And I think at one point, Patrick Wilson does something that was not approved yet, which, okay, he kind of goes off the chains. But, like, this guy is full-fledged, like, renegade, right? So yeah, it was cool to see that and how you get these different types of practices outside of what you've seen Patrick Wilson do as Ed Warren. So um, long-winded rant, just to say <laughs> that it had great jump scares. Linda Cardellini was awesome. Um, that scene, and again, there's kids in it. So anytime there's kids involved with stuff, I'm automatically kind of attached to it. Cause I have two of my own. So I like see myself. And it's funny. I've, I've talked about this all the time, but like, it's funny. Like when I used to watch horror movies, like when I was younger, I would like see the movie from the vantage point of like the teen or like the, um, younger person. And now that I'm older, I see it like from the parents position or like the, like the, the, different people's positions based on like where I'm at in my life currently. So yeah. from this, I like really put myself in like her shoes. Whereas I think if this is like when I was watched the ring, I really put myself in the, like the shoes of like the teens at the beginning or uh, mm-hmm. in the grudge, same, same type of situation. But for this, it's just like, I couldn't imagine having this happen and like basically having to put all my faith in this guy that he's going to help me get rid of this demon woman And then when you finally see her at the end and like you see and then the freaking kid moves the dust, she tricks him into moving the dust so he can get in. And then the mom comes back from the beginning. Like the whole movie is just so good. And then the climax of it is great. So long ass winded answer. (laughs) Number three for me is the curse of La Llorona. Wait, so I have to hold on. I have to interrupt. You Mm. like Shudder? I okay. So I was a huge Dawson's Creek fan. Okay. Pacey Witter was my favorite character in Dawson's Creek. Is that Joshua Jackson? Played by Joshua Jackson. So I have not seen Shudder since it came out. I'm venturing to guess if I were to go back and watch it, I would probably think it's garbage. Mm. But at the time, it was a horror movie and it had Joshua Jackson in it. So I do remember enjoying it at the time. Oh, okay. I remember the ending of it it being like shocking. Yeah. 
because there there's a twist in it. So yes. It's like, oh, okay. Yes, because yes, I don't want to ruin it for anybody who hasn't seen. Yeah, the thing came out like 2003. So if you haven't seen it, that's your own fault. Oh my god, two th- 20 years ago. <laughs> Probably when when do you think that came out? I bet you it was. It had to be early two uh, thousands because it was during that J horror craze. It was during. That's actually one of my favorites. Um, because it has to do with cameras, so it's. I always found that very mysterious, like the power of a camera and if it can capture yeah. spirits and stuff. Um, I watched it last year because um, I've seen that movie a lot too. Okay. Uh, I I think it aged well because it's it's not like there's CG, too much CGI or anything. Like it's a good revenge story, like yes. most of these Japanese movies are. It seems like two two thousand eight um, is when it came out. Oof, almost twenty years old. It's getting there. Damn. So I guess it hasn't been twenty years. But I agree with you. Not I yet. I would like to go back and watch it. I haven't watched it in again since it came out, probably. But I do remember really yeah. enjoying it. And I think it's at that time. point, maybe Josh. No, he hadn't yet. Never mind. Never mind. Never mind. Okay, well, that was a sidebar because I'm like, ooh, nobody talks about Shutter. Hold on. And then I brought it up. And you brought it up. And sidebars are always welcome. Just for the record. Oh, good. I figured, but you know. All right, here we go. Top two. So my number two is Annabelle Creation. Uh, I mean, you said everything. I <laughs> love this movie. Yeah. It is so amazing. This is another one I've seen a bunch of times. And I like waiting to rewatch this movie because even though I remember a lot of it, I forget. So the jump scares still get me every time. Yes. Um, the little girls are amazing. The the two, you know, the two main little girls, especially the handicap one. I mean, you can't help but just bleed for them. They're so good. You just want to go in there and hug them, especially when all this is happening to this poor little girl. And the the nun is trying to reassure. It's just like it's gut wrenching in a way and amazing how she changes or gets quote unquote possessed the, yes. the, the barn scene. I mean, it's just incredible. You said everything already. So I just wanted to piggyback on how much I love this movie. I will always love this one. I watched this in theater too. Actually, yeah, I've seen all of these except La Llorona in theater. All of them are super fun time. Even if you don't end up liking it because it's loud, it's so dark. But this one in particular, they just made a really really good horror movie but still with heart because it has a good story and you want to root for these little girls yes and um and it goes back to another theme that we've talked about several times on here is how girls are so mean (laughs) yes 100 percent. because these these girls were all mean to the older girls were mean to these two younger ones, especially the handicap one. I'm like, Oh my God. Well, they were mean to the rude. handicap one. And they were only mean to the other girl because she hung, like she stuck up for the handicap, yeah. one, which, which I screwed up. Lulu Wilson is the girl from this movie. Not oh, okay. conjuring too. Not unless Got she it. still did fantastic, but yeah, but you know, and it goes back to that showing how they're just mean to each other. But it's brilliant. They use lighting, sound, visuals. Everything's practical. It's just, it's it's amazing. I will always go back to this. What I want, like a good scary movie with a good ambiance, this is one of those that I will always recommend or just watch it for myself. So, 
This Love is it. the movie that, in my opinion, should have been the first Annabelle movie. This is why I mean they shit mm-hmm. the bed. Because Annabelle is so scary in this movie. The doll itself is so scary in yeah. this movie. Like when they have it in that room, in the back yes. closet of that room with all of the Bible verses. In the, in the cupboard thing. Pasted yeah. all over the walls and the door so it can't get out. So yeah. scary. Such a good scene. That whole scene, even the scene where, because again, I think at having that girl need the crutch or the cane to walk really add another element because she can't move fast. So like everything right. that's happening, she can't get away from. Yeah. Which again, I think adds a whole nother element to the movie. Um, and again, it does make you feel sorry for her and, and it's this heart wrenching, especially when she's in the chair. Doesn't she have to get in the chair to go down the steps? Yeah, to go up and down, and yes. uh, one of the times it stopped working, and you're just like, "Oh no, she yes. get stuck." Oh, Great so movie, good. it's fantastic. Tis I know what your number two. Well, I don't know. Let me not even guess. What's your number two? You're not going to guess? No, just in case. Because we were because we've been so off on this one, or what? No, because I want to make sure our number ones are the same. That's right, because our friendship depends on it. It does. Well, I know so, that what your number one is. Well, yeah. <laughs> yeah. My number two is The Conjuring 3. Okay. The devil <sighs> made me do it. You were worried. I was. <laughs> Interesting. I loved okay. this movie. I I really enjoyed it. Um, when it first came out, I did not see it in theaters. I saw it on each. They released it on Max mm-hmm. at the same time because they released it in theaters and on Max. Yes. Um, the opening scenes of this movie that mirror mm-hmm. The Exorcist are fantastic. It is. The body horror in this movie is ridiculous. The the way that the I think his name is Arnie in the movie. The way like his mm-hmm. or maybe is it's not him that does it. I don't think. I think it's the little boy that does it. Arnie is like his sister's boyfriend or something, but. The way that he like contorts and twists his body on that table and like it's just like stuff like that bothers me. I don't know why, but like I was watching it and then you get this whole storyline of this family that are down on their luck and that's when this Arnie guy is possessed. But then there's a whole detective mystery type thing and this is a very heavy uh, Lorraine Warren movie, Vera Farmiga, which I, again, she's my favorite character from this whole universe. So I really like, like her in these, but I enjoyed the love story between Ed and Lorraine Warren because I think that it mirrors what's going on with the young love that you see with the Arnie character with that family, right? So you kind of see, you get a little bit of what happened with Ed and Lorraine when they first start, got together, and it kind of shows why they love each other so much. And I think that they hit on that so much in the movie because of the way the, the ending of the movie, because you see Ed become possessed and then you have this very shining esque, um, like Jack Nicholson or is it Nicholas? Which one? Nicholas is the golfer. Nicholson is the actor. I always get those two screwed up. So you get this very <laughs> like Jack from the shining, um, scene where he's like, and again, you're watching this knowing that these are actual people. These movies are based on actual people and that nothing yep. is going to happen to her. He's not going to kill her. But for a brief second, even though you're watching it and you know he's not going to kill her, you're still worried. I was still worried for her because I really like that character. And it's like, maybe they will. But 
what happens if they do so i really enjoyed watching that whole final scene and the way that it ends up and then you also get that uh twist in it when you find out again i'm trying to do this without giving too much away or spoiling the movie for anybody really if you haven't seen it yet that's again your fault so you should go watch it but you find out who is behind everything and the motivation for why that she is doing all of this i think adds another element to it so I really enjoyed The Conjuring 3 so much so that it's my second favorite movie in this universe. I think it's dark. I think that it adds another element, but it, uh, with the body horror and that kind of possession scene at the very beginning. But it also goes back to what you see Lily Taylor, what she did in The Conjuring, because that's very similar to the way she was possessed in The Conjuring. So I, I like how it calls back to that, but adds another layer to it. Finally, and then I'll shut up, I think that the <laughs> effects are really good in the movie because I think there's a lot that could look bad if they did it incorrectly. And I think that they did yep. it the right way. All of the effects look good, the special effects. And that movie is so loud. Like, you have to listen to it. And I, I watched it at home with the surround sound on. So, and it was, like, loud. Like, there were certain times mm-hmm. we had to turn it down a little bit. But then it's like, okay, we want to listen to this loud. So we turned it back up. Yeah. It's, it's a movie that's made to listen to or to, made to watch really loudly. Um, to get the full effect of it. So again, my number two, The Conjuring Three, love it. I'm gonna have to rewatch it because, again, I, I don't know. I feel like it should have been something I liked, mm-hmm. and I, I get irritated when people love something at the same time, and I didn't enjoy it either or enjoy it back. And it's like, why did I miss something? <laughs> like, oh no, it's FOMO. I'm missing out. Well, you but, should watch it, and then maybe we should do yeah. an episode on. We'll do an episode on it and see we can hash out if you still hated it or yeah. if you loved it. And I'll have to watch it again so I can argue my points. But um, yeah, because yeah. I haven't I watched it. This is one that which I. This is back to your point. You said that the ones in your bottom four are ones you'd only seen once. Your top four you'd seen multiple times. I've actually only seen The Conjuring three one time. I watched it when it first came out. Oh, wow. Well, I mean, we're on par with that because I haven't seen it since then, but I'd be open to watching it again. Mm. I think you should. You said it's a little long, which I I get that. But maybe uh, maybe on one of those days when you segment out your day, which I think that was on the the patrons exclusive episode that if you're not a patron, you don't know what we're talking about. But when you segment out your day, maybe you segment out a little bit of uh, the Conjuring 3 time. Segment the day. It's okay. (laughs) On a rainy day. That'll be a perfect rainy day kind it of is. movie it is watch it dark and loud yes i'm telling you every single movie on here is a great movie theater experience and if you have surround sound at home turn it up and turn all the lights off 100 mm. percent. that's what that's we usually time. do i'm trying to look yeah. i'm so the only movie on this list that i have seen in theaters is the conjuring oh wow yeah okay okay which, then in that case, I don't want to speak for you, but I feel like I can say our number one. Sure, yeah, go for it. Is The Conjuring. It is. It is. So I feel like this movie, this came out in 2013, so this movie's already 10 years old, which is crazy. Yes. I feel like this brought a... uh what is it? Breath of fresh air to horror and specifically in this genre of horror. I was very excited when this movie came out. I was not disappointed in anything. This movie from 
the minute it starts to the minute it ends, it is enjoyable. It is well-paced, scary, dark, fun. You love the characters, all of them. You root for everybody. I mean, it's just perfect. It is the perfect haunting slash possession movie, you can argue. I mean, as simple as a dark corner, you don't see anything in the dark corner in the girl's bedroom to the clapping game, because that game's terrifying. I don't even like playing hide and seek, so fuck that game. It's not happening. To when the mom gets vomited on in the bedroom. Everything. Makeup. Everything is perfect in this movie. It's great. I've seen this multiple times. This is another one like like Annabelle Creation. I like to wait a while in between watches because, like I said, I remember a lot of the movie, but I'll forget details so then I mm. still get a good scream value right. out of it. Right. Like, this delivers everywhere. It delivers on story, scare. It's just, it's amazing. It's fantastic. It really is, and it transitioned us, for, in my opinion, of course, Feel free to disagree if you do not agree, but I feel like this kickstarted a lot of what we saw in that decade of horror. It was, it was yes. James Wan owns the 2010s. I'm sorry, the yes. two, whatever you call those, but um, this movie I think was so good and so well put together. In my mind, this is a perfect movie. This is not a near mm-hmm. perfect. This is a perfect movie from story to production value to jump scares, to comedy, to the fact that you care, legitimately care about this family and like you don't want anything to happen to this family. Um, And then on top of it, the fact that I think in this movie, correct me if I'm wrong, but it's this is where they cannot, the demon's not possessing the house, it's possessing the person. So even if the person leaves the house, they are screwed because the demon is possessing the person. So what everybody says during one of these movies, is why don't they just leave the house? Why are they staying in the house? Well, not only does this family have all of their money wrapped up in this house and they cannot afford to leave this house, even if they did and they do at one point, they leave and go to the motel. Like they're screwed because the demon is possessing the person. So even if they leave the house, yeah. it's just going to follow them. So it adds another element to that, which I always like that in a movie when the movie knows what you're saying as an, an audience member where you're like, okay, I, w- I would just leave the house. Like, well, yeah. would you? Cause you can't. So I, th- exactly. I think that always adds another element, but um, yeah, I don't know. I just, this movie is, uh, you've already said most of it, but this movie is, is, is perfectly put together. That clap game and that scene at the top of the stairs, the lighter, it's just like simple stuff where you yep. see uh, the demon, and I forget her name, but the demon on top of the wardrobe. Oh my God. Bash- I think it's uh, Bathsheba. Bathsheba. Bashara is the composer. Yeah. Okay. Of the music. So Bathsheba yeah. on top of that wardrobe. Ugh. And like, again, I am bias when it comes to like little kids. And this is another movie where it, the first time I watched it in two would have been 2013, I think is when this came out. Yeah. Um, I didn't have any kids. So I put myself in the, mm. the position of the kids in the house, right? Like the teen, like the older teenagers. So I would have been in my, I don't know, whatever, 20, something like that. I'm old now. I can't help it. Um, 
Yeah, it'd be like mid twenties. But I so I put myself in the position of the kids, and now having kids, when I watch it, I it hits different for me now because I have kids. Mm-hmm. So it's like I look at like the parents and how the parents act or how they're protecting the kids, and it's just like I can watch a completely different movie. But again, I think this is a perfect movie. It's I forget what I rated. I'm sure I rated it a five on um because we've done this episode. We've done this as an as an episode on the HMC podcast a long time ago. Um, yeah, I don't know what we, else we to did say. it too it's a great it's just great i mean i don't know what else to say either it's just and take your breath away it's a movie (laughs) that will age really well i feel like because there's not a lot of cgi Um, exactly and i don't know how i forgot this um the actress that plays the mom her name is lily taylor lily taylor yeah. She is steals the show, dude. She is so good in this movie when she's the mom character and then she has to flip the script and be the demon character and just the way that she acts and then that heartfelt scene at the very end of the movie with I think it's her and Vera Farmiga at the very end of it where she's holding her through the floor, I think, or she's grabbing her through the wall yeah, or something. Through the wall. Mm-hmm. And like basically talking the demon out of her. That scene is so good. Um Yeah. Yeah, I don't it's it's I really enjoy it. I think it's a great movie. I think it's one that's going to age. And, and again, just the acting in it all around is perfect from the kids to the adults. And Lily Taylor, in my mind, steals the show. So number one for me and you is The Conjuring. And it even starts with a bang because you get the Annabelle story right at the beginning. Yes. So you start with like a campfire, sort of. It's not, but it's just telling a scary story about this doll and it's like setting you up already because it's it's just the creep factor. And then that loud ass title card. Yes. It's so obnoxious, <laughs> like insidious, but it works, right? Because it's yes. just, it gets you on edge. Like it just starts from the beginning and all the way to the end. And I've mentioned it with you and, and on here somewhere in the episodes where I'm not a fan of happy endings in horror movies. Mm-hmm. I like depressing endings or like that they don't win yes but in this one i love that they win because the family are so invested in it that i don't want it to go any other way nobody dies in this movie when you think about it that is right no one uh yeah that's true even brad the police officer doesn't die no he just gets injured but Nobody dies. And yes, you're right. There's good comic relief. Like, it's just so well done, this movie. Good job, James Wan. <laughs> good freaking job. <laughs> a plus with a gold star. Does it, isn't Lee Wanell in this? Didn't he write himself into this one, too? I think. Isn't he the camera I don't know guy? If he's in it, but I he might have had some co-writing. He I, he wrote it. I, I'm pretty sure he's in it too. He wrote it and he's in it. Um, he's usually in all of them, but I don't remember if he was. I always get him one. in like uh, his character specs from Insidious. Mixed Insidious, up. right? That's the thing. They're so similar. You know what? He's not. I think it's the other kid that comes in with the cameras and all the stuff. I'm I'm mixing yeah. up him and you know I don't even think Lee Wanell wrote this movie. Now that I think about it, no, he did not. He write didn't. It. No. Oh wow. Okay. But James Wan did. Chad Hayes and Carrie W. Hayes, it says, were the writers. Oh. I James, James Wan, Wan directed. Wan. Okay. Well, either way, A-plus for 
all three of you. <laughs> yes, A plus, A plus, plus, plus. Great movie, perfect movie. One of the only yep. few that I believe I've rated a five. Um, obviously, Scream, Rob Zombie's Halloween, I rated a five. Uh, I think this I rated a five. It Chapter One, I rated a five. Mm. I don't give fives out a lot. I've done we've done two hundred some episodes. I've only given out four fives. So ooh, very nice, yeah. very nice. I don't Not have to think about that, but bad. um. The Conjuring is fantastic. I, I agree that it'll stand the test of time because of practical effects. And that's what makes some of those older movies that only use practical effects or just yes. things moving around. They age well. We can probably watch this in 20 years and it'll still be. It'll be like our parents watching those horror movies now still liking it, but yes. we'll be them later. Yes, this is line. one that will age very well. It's already aged very well, but I think it's also one that has a ton of rewatchability just because, again, this has, has so many elements to it that are, that are it great. Does. But um, Do you want to read off your list of the Conjuring universe? Of course. All right. Number eight, The Nun. Number seven, The Conjuring 3, The Devil Made Me Do It. Number six, Annabelle Comes Home. Number five, La Llorona. Number four, The Conjuring 2. Number three, Annabelle. Number two, Annabelle Creation. And number one, The Conjuring. Wow, you did a great job. That was excellent. Fantastic. A plus. Or if you're Canadian, you say fantastic. I've been trying to tell Mark he's saying that incorrectly, but he doesn't listen to me. He just does whatever he wants. They they say that it's a it's an F. I, it, there's an F in there. It's a fantastic. He calls it fantastic. It's fantastic. Oh. Anyway, I had to make fun of him at least a little bit this episode. I didn't even talk about their great news music yet. Number eight, <laughs> Annabelle. Number seven, Annabelle comes home. Number six, The Nun. Number five, The Conjuring Two. Number four is Annabelle Creation. Number three, The Curse of La Llorona. Number two, The Conjuring Three. And number one, The Conjuring. So we ended with the same one yet again. So what, okay, we are, how many now? Uh, Evil Dead, we were not, right? No, we did. We did. There was the remake. Scream. Scream. And the Scream Killers. Yes. Or not Killers, uh, the Endings. And Conjuring? Wait, wait, hold on, hold on. Holding. I know we missed one last week. Okay, we've we've done Scream ranking. Mm-hmm. We agreed. Scream openings, and we agreed. Ooh, wait, because this is going to come up before the one we did last time, so I you don't give that away yet. Okay, I didn't. Perfect. And then the Scream franchise. Uh-huh. So we've agreed on three Screams and an Evil Dead, and now so we're five for five. Are we really? Well, yes, and technically for uh, the next episode. That we don't know what it is because we haven't recorded. We are in the we are in the future. We just go back and forth <laughs> in time. <laughs> My releases have been so weird this month because the yeah. week off and then uh, a bunch of reschedules for the HMC podcast and then we had yeah. stuff banked for that. So it's like I'm like dropping things in weird places. So hopefully the only one that really is impacted by that is in the news because that stuff is like current, right? Everything current. else is just about a movie that may or may not have come out. And maybe there's something thrown in about something current, but not usually. Yeah, exactly. So that's the most affected one. But yeah, so we're 
five for five. Wow, we're spot on, simpatico. And the great thing is we're still friends at the end of the day because it, it was really teetering. Now I got worried there for a minute. I have to say the only, I mean, but there was no way either way I could have switched it was to put Annabelle creation at number one, but without the conjuring, you don't have Annabelle. So, and the conjuring is just perfect anyway. It is perfect. It's hard. It it would be hard for me to put any movie in this, uh, even remotely close to the conjuring. And I really like the conjuring three. And I really like the curse of La Llorona. And I, I really like Annabelle Creation. So, I, like, my top four are all movies I really like. Yeah. Yeah. I get it. That's how it was. Even though The Conjuring Part 2 is number four and I don't enjoy it 100%. It's kind of like what you said. I still think it's a great, it's a well-done movie. Mm-hmm. It's just certain things in the in the story. And I'm like, eh. Yeah. But the point is, these are fun. Watch them in the dark, like we said. Loud. Rank them, too, and see what you guys come up with. Yeah, let us know. Shoot us an email. Hit us up on Instagram. Join Patreon. You can have direct contact with us. That would be fantastic with an F. Fantastic (laughs) from your fans. Uh, Is there anything else you would like to say about the Conjuring Universe before we wrap it up? Uh, Nope. Uh, Just excited to go watch The Nun 2 when it comes out later. When does that come out? Do we know? Uh, I don't know the exact date. I, I mean, I'm assuming it is this year. I would hope so. I think so. I wouldn't be shocked if it was around uh, Christmas. If it was around Christmas time. I wonder if it'll be out September, around... September, October. So I was thinking October. So I think we're going to get a... Bu- you know, the people in the group chat the other day were bitching about the movies that have come out this year. But I'm thinking we're going to get a bunch of movies around Halloween this year. I hope so. Because I... Eh, it's been okay. But compared to last year, like last year is still... That was a lot. Last year was good. So September 8th. Okay. So it'll kick off like Halloween-ish season yeah. with that. Because I think Five Nights at Freddy's is the one that's coming out prior to Halloween. Yeah. And then you're going to have, what, Saltan and uh, I don't know. I think last year they were so spread out. And I feel like this year they're going to be, it's going to be at the tail end of the year. Probably. I, and that's probably why we don't see it but there's still been great movies that have come out this year like scream six evil dead um well you the, brought up sick which i completely forgot about sick was great um it was which we did a full episode on we did you can go listen we to did. it now if you want yeah. to i'm trying to think of what else is. i'd have to have to pull up a list but i'm not gonna do that right now <laughs> i'm just not gonna do it right now i'm not gonna yeah. do it you can't make me I'm sure we'll do that at some point at the end of the year. I'm sure that we will. And we'll have the Stabby's ratings as well to go through. So it'll be interesting to see. And don't forget for Stabby's Awards this year, um, December movies count. Because I think we went November through November. Yes. So December of last year counts for this year. Yeah. I don't know what came out. Yes. And I think I did that because there was was nothing good coming out in December. So it's probably not going to impact it very much. Yeah. Anyway, I want to give a shout out to all the patrons that give us their hard-earned money to listen to us talk about movies and other things. Um, All the patron members are getting exclusive content, hours of bonus content, uh, behind the scenes for every single episode. They get every episode early. 
merch. Merch should have already went out for the VIP crewbies. There's a new t-shirt design, and you'll be the first ones to get it. That should come... By the time you listen to this, you should already have your t-shirt. If you don't, I don't know if I want to say that, because maybe I'm not... It depends on how fast they're going to ship them. I don't press these things, people, okay? All I do <laughs> is pay for them. So And design them. Okay, the design them, pay for them. Somebody else ships them. I don't know. You should have your shirt. If you listen to this episode and you do not have your shirt yet, send me an email and I'll figure it out. Uh, thank you to Colette S, Matt B, Zach F, Rosalind, Vicky D, Brian Hathaway from the Don't Go Out There podcast, Kimberly D, Felicia Connor from Two Chicks in a Horror Flick, Caitlin, Ashley V, Mark and Brooklyn podcast on Elm Street, and my lovely mother, Nana Stevie Nix, who was very upset that there were no episodes that came out this week, by the way. She texted me like six times. She was like, when's the episode coming out? And I'm like, Mom. She's a big fan. She listens to every episode. I said, Mom, there's no episode. And then she didn't understand the behind the scenes thing at first. So she was like, why was your episode 12 minutes long this week? I'm like, Mom, that's not the episode. You're on the Patreon. Because I, I made the mistake of yeah. showing her how you can drop the RSS feed from Patreon, Patreon into your Apple Podcast app. And then you can listen to all the Patreon stuff on Apple Podcasts instead of having to mm. use the Patreon app. If you're a patron member and you don't know how to do that, shoot me an email and I will walk you through how to do it. It's very simple. Um, yes. Anyway, she was like, why was your episode only 12 minutes? I'm like, mom, that's behind the scenes stuff. She's like, what is that? And I'm like, it's like bonus stuff. She's like, Oh, so then she was, anyway, she got upset. There were no episodes. So, um, that's hilarious. Hi, I'm glad she likes the episodes. She does. And she's a very big fan of yours, by the way. She made a point at one of the birthday parties to tell Seth how much she liked you. I think she was trying to annoy him though. That's what she does. Aww. Well, I love Seth. Seth and I exchange commercials on Instagram. That's not surprising. He's a big uh, he's a big jingle slash commercial guy. So that yes. does not surprise me whatsoever. Yeah, yeah. Oh, thanks. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Appreciate it. Appreciate yep, yep. It. We're happy you're here. <laughs> Thank you for all of your contributions. I'm here. Three sixty five. I don't know what our next episode is. I'm pretty sure. This is going to come out on a Wednesday. The next week is going to be an HMC podcast episode. I think it's Tremors 2. I think. I don't know. Who knows? It'll be a surprise. We're out of here. Bye. 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 Yeah. <laughs> that was good, yeah? I was about to say, you didn't do the I, 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 or whatever. <laughs> I like that one. Uh.